Yes. Well, greetings to our listener and welcome back to another chilling, intellectually filling, thrilling, shilling episode of Notes from an Artist. I'm Tom Semioli on one mic. And who are you on that other mic? I'm David C. Gross and I'm on the other microphone. All right. My co-host, David C. Gross. You know, David, uh, in the past three years, we have been blessed uh, to converse and become friends with our musical heroes, namely Ron Carter, uh, greatest living jazz bassist, I think. Uh, Gary Carr, greatest living classical bassist, Steve Hackett of Genesis, and Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones. You you remember those guys. Uh, Richard Thompson. But I am so excited on our show this evening is sports television journalist and producer Todd Ehrlich. Now, if you have watched sports in the last 30 years, 30 plus years on New York television or national television, you have seen and heard the work and artistry of Todd Ehrlich, because this is notes from an artist, and Todd is an artist. He has been recognized by his peers uh, with multiple Emmy Awards and citation. Uh, Todd's new book, Todd's only book, is entitled The 20 Greatest Moments in New York Sports History, Our Generation of Memories from 1960 to Today. He wrote it with uh, Gary Myers. It is out now. It is on the bestseller lists. Um, it is put out by Sports Publishing, which is an imprint of Skyhorse Publishing, and you can get that in hard copy or digitally, as Todd will remind you uh, throughout the Over interview. and over <laughs> and over again. God bless him. God bless him. You know, in an age, sadly, where jur- journalism has given over, has given way uh, to corporate jingoism and hyperbole and sensationalism and opinion-driven misinformation, uh, Todd is an honest voice, and it's refreshing to hear and read that. Athletes trust him. And when you hear Todd on the show tonight, you'll see why they do. It's kind of like the trust we have with our musical colleagues. So Todd is very simpatico with what we do on notes from an artist. David, as we say, this is, and throughout the interview, this is more than a sports book. This is a book about the culture. It's about relationships. It is about the fragility of uh, a, a career in sports. Uh, one moment can define an entire lifetime, an entire career. It's about family. Todd wrote this for his son. Um, he said, Todd said in the interview he didn't want to get involved in politics. But politics does come to the surface when we talk Ollie Frazier and Joan Namath. And if you're a Yankee fan, David, you're going to love this book. Oh, I certainly do. As a matter of fact, nine of the 20 stories in this book, or actually 21 because there's a bonus chapter, are all about Yankees and various games over various years. And I must say, one of the things that thrilled me about the book was the fact that at the very beginning of each chapter, he talks about who was the mayor, uh, what the price of gas was, uh, what was the top movie, what was the top artist. Uh, And it really brings you back. And, And the great thing about it is if you don't remember those dates, You can go on Google, go to Wikipedia, go somewhere, and you will find all the answers. Todd has given you a free thumbnail of what it was like at that particular time. Absolutely. And it's and and getting back to the baseball, it's the stuff you don't get on the S Network or MLB.com. So Yankee fans, including my dear friend and musical colleague, Katina Bryant, you're going to learn about uh, Jim Leyritz and what might have been the most important home run in Yankee history. Uh, behind the scenes with Aaron Judge uh, gives me a whole new outlook on Aaron and his career. I love how Todd reflects on Mike Piazza's 9-11 home run. You remember that September 21st, the Mets versus the Braves is the first game after 9-11. And 
probably the single most important home run in baseball. Well, on the thread of home runs, tell us, tell our listener why the 9-11 home run was so important. Um, so the 9-11 home run was so important. So I was living, I was living in New York at the time. Right. And um, there is no way to describe what New Yorkers felt at that time. Um, New Yorkers are resilient. Um, New Yorkers do not let anything get them down. New Yorkers don't let anything stop them from achieving their goals and living their life to the fullest. Um, and this was devastating. We lost mm -hmm. close to 3,000 of, of, our, of our loved ones. There's not one person I know that wasn't touched by it, that didn't know somebody that, that, that perished that day. And more than that, what people won't remember is the feeling that this isn't over, mm. that I, I don't know if I can drive across the GW Bridge. I don't know at any moment right. that it won't be blown up. I don't know that I can drive through the Lincoln Tunnel. I don't know that a bomb won't go off and it won't flood. I don't know that I can go into Grand Central Station and take a subway. I don't know that somebody won't come um, in with a, with a machine gun. And, and, and the city was paralyzed. Now, I gave blood that night. Everyone yes. gave blood. We supported each other. But we didn't know that we had the permission to live our life. We didn't know that we had the permission to cheer. We didn't know that we had the permission to enjoy anything in this, in this time of, of horror and tragedy. And um, the Mets almost didn't play the game. They, um, as I, as uh, Jim Ducati was assistant GM details in the book, the team was divided, sharply divided on playing the game. They, they feared for their own lives. Mm. And it wasn't until, um, first of all, um, Al Leiters and John Franco got up and, and spoke to the team and said what it would, they were New Yorkers and what it would mean to their city to have this team come back and play a game and give New Yorkers a chance to come out and start to feel sort of normal again. And then the police came and said that there will be no place safer in the country mm. based on the security we will have that they voted to play the game. Then um, Lighters was down at at, 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 not, at, at at ground zero and traded one of its Met hats for for um, the uh, NYPD hat. And, right. and what happened was he then got hats from the NYPD and, and, and the FDNY and the team um, wore them. The commissioner told them that 
they are not allowed to do it. It breaks the uniform code and they would be fine. And Al said, you come down and take the hat off our head, okay? Because we're wearing it. And he said the emotion of the first responders that ring the field when they came out wearing those hats is something he will never forget. Liza Minnelli um, uh, performed that night and hugged Jay Payton as she came off the field. And his mother sent her the picture and she signed it for him. It's one of his most treasured um, 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 items. And um, Todd Zeal told me that when Mike Piazza went up and hit his home run, watched the tape, he said he didn't even flinch because it was meant to happen. He wasn't surprised. And, and Omar Minaya said that this moment, that home run gave, Jay Payton also, gave New Yorkers a moment to feel normal, a moment to cheer, a moment with deference to, to the fallen, but a moment to know that we will climb out of this. And mm. that's why, in my opinion, it was so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>